Blog Talk Radio. On our 20th episode of the Ivy, we'll be discussing the past week of Cubs' regular season games, as well as NL Central standings and how the rest of the MLB has looked across the last week. We'll talk about it all on our 20th episode of the Ivy. Welcome into the 20th episode of the Ideas. Myself, Thomas, and my partner, Matt, will be here with you for the next 30 minutes on this Sunday night to dive into everything Cubs related. If you like the Cubs, you've come to the right place, and we're extremely grateful that you took some time out of your Sunday night to join us here. Max, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. <clears throat> All right. Well, tonight we'll be starting with an announcement about the future of the podcast come June 1st and the Cubs' last week of games. With what time remains, we'll go over some other baseball news around the division and the league. Lastly, make sure to call into the show by calling the number 845-277-9345 to join us and ask us questions, comments, on anything Cubs-related. So, Max, um, this week we have a little bit of a different start to the podcast. Usually we dive right into the last week of games. Um, but it is with uh, a heavy heart. Uh, and I'm saddened that uh, with the new uh, switch into the new uh, baseball podcast network uh, come June 1st, uh, that uh, the new software we'll be using with the podcast only allows uh, for us to keep one host uh, with the Ivy. Uh, and I was informed uh, by Benson that that meant, uh, unfortunately, uh, we will only be down to Uh, come June 1st, meaning that uh, Max's time with us here uh, at the Ivy is unfortunately a finite amount of time. Uh, We only have this week, uh, this week's podcast and next week's podcast left. And uh, Max, I'll let you talk a little bit about what, you know, the Ivy's meant to you uh, and a little bit about the shift for you. And then I'll kind of wrap it up and we'll get into the uh, games. Yeah, um, just to start, I mean, for everyone listening now um, and that will listen after tonight, too, um, I just want to thank you guys all for listening. Thomas and I have um, had a lot of fun doing this together. I mean, he came me, I I think he came to me the day of um, when we did our practice podcast, and I was um, a little iffy about it at first, but um, I mean, for the past five months now, I mean, it's just been so much fun knowing every Sunday night. Um that I get to talk baseball and um, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do and just being able to do it weekly and covering games um, and covering, I mean, all over the MLB. Um, I mean, I'm glad that we've been able to do that um, and even put more knowledge into your guys' heads who don't, who aren't um, as knowledgeable about all the, I mean, we started off with the advanced stats um and then we went to a throwback series. We talked about old players. Um, I mean, just everything we've done, um, it's been a lot of fun, and I just wanted to thank you guys for that. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, Max, uh, coming from me, I couldn't ask for a better host to be on it with me. Uh, I remember coming to you, and you were a little shaky about doing it at the very beginning, but uh, I think both of us uh, have you know, gotten a, a lot out of uh, the, the podcast, not just for – 
you know, our pages sakes or anything, but uh, both you and I have been able to grow a relationship between each other and also uh, with all the callers and callings along with Benson, our great producer. So uh, all in all, uh, we had to get that out of the way. Obviously some sad news, but uh, we do look forward to the new um, baseball podcast network. Uh, like uh, Benson has mentioned before uh, on, on the uh, baseball podcast network page on Instagram that we'll be uh, bringing in a, uh, a host for every team, uh, so that will be awesome. Uh, we see the Ivy continue to grow, but as of now, we're going to jump into the last uh, week of Cubs games. Uh, remember, last Sunday, the Cubs uh, ended up beating the Brewers 4-1, to and then on Monday, they're the off day, and I'll let you get into Tuesday's victory against the Reds. Yeah, so on Tuesday, Cubs won 3-1, to um, Hendricks, once again, had a good start. Um, he improved to three and four on the season. He went eight innings pitched, only three hits allowed and one run, one walk and seven Ks. Um, I mean, he's been great his past few starts. Um, he struggled tonight a little bit. Um, but I mean, and same with the bullpen last Tuesday too. Um, Kyle Ryan and Steve Ciszek combined for, um, the scoreless ninth inning. But I mean, just shout out to the bullpen the last, um, week or so. I mean, it's been generally well other than, I mean, last Wednesday was a little um, iffy. Um, and Tyler Chatwood hasn't been outstanding as of late. But, I mean, with some guys um, not going far in games, I mean, it's really beneficial when you have uh, multiple guys who can come in and record um, scoreless appearances for you. Um, and we've had a lot of those lately. Um, so, I mean, it's really been good to see from the bullpen, especially after the rough start. Um, before that Cubs win last Tuesday, um, overall a pretty good game. Um, Chris Bryant, three for five um, with one run scored that game. Um, and then Wilson Contreras, um, he had a sack fly um, that scored Chris Bryant, making it three to one. And Kyle Hendricks actually provided himself with two of the runs. Um, he had a two RBI double. Um, so an interesting day overall, um, and Pedro Strope is still on the DL, and Steve Ciszek got to save that day. Um, that was his third of the season. Um, so, I mean, overall a pretty interesting day. Kyle Hendricks went three for four um, with two RBI in the lineup too. So, I mean, pr- I'm just generally a pretty interesting game um, and definitely a needed win too. Yeah, definitely. And then the Cubs uh... – Unfortunately, unfortunately, they fell um, on Wednesday by a score of six to five. This was the game in which uh, the Cubs actually were able to get up to a uh, five to three lead and led for the majority of this game after the second inning. Uh, they did trail one to nothing in the first, but Addison Russell cranked his first home run of the season, which was an absolute shot to center field. Uh, and I believe this was the game Albert Amora uh, he did homer, although wait, I think it might have been. It wasn't the game in which it was, like, a super long home run. Um, I feel like his 465-foot one, or I think it was something like that, it was a long home run. Uh, I believe that was the next game. But uh, besides the fact, the Cubs led 5-3 to three after Swarbrick's solo home run in the eighth, but the bullpen faltered as uh, Eugenio Suarez hit the game-tying home run. Uh, that was against C.J. Edwards. And then... Uh, later on, the Cubs eventually lost the game as Yasiel Puig walked it off. Uh, it was a it was a game in which you kind of saw it coming in a way because of how great the bullpen had been. 
because we haven't had a blown save in such a long time, or I shouldn't say a save, but a blown game by the bullpen in such a long time. Um, but it never it never feels good to lose those type games, Max, and especially uh, after what happened on Thursday and ending up losing that series, actually, you'll get into. Uh, it was definitely a tough uh, a tough goal of it in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, and then like you said, Thursday, um, a tough loss. Uh, we we ended up losing four to two. Um, I mean, just a great start from Luis Castillo for um the Reds. He went five and a third with only two runs given up. Um, in six Ks. Um, he's been outstanding to start the season. Um, and I mean, we watch. I mean, at least we see him a lot. Um, pitching more than uh really we should. Um. He's he's been great. Um, he hasn't been as great in the past, but he's had a really great year. Um, but Jose Quintana did struggle that day too. He only ended up going five innings, um, six hits allowed, three runs, and only four Ks. Um, and kind of a slow day from the lineup too. Only four hits. Um, and Javi Baez had two of those. He went two for four. Um, and then Wilson Contreras with two um all of the RBIs that day, all in the first inning. Um, and then after that not um eight scoreless innings so a pretty tough game to watch um I didn't have a chance to watch um until about the sixth inning in that one so it wasn't um a great I mean it wasn't a good game at all but um I mean really we should have won that game on Monday um and we should or Tuesday or Wednesday Wednesday Wednesday, yeah um I we just really should have won that game um it was a winnable game um, it really was ours to take the whole time, but I mean the Reds could take the same thing. Um, and I mean, like they all say, you can't win every single game, can't win every single series. So, um, and the Reds always give us tough games too. So, Thomas, I'll let you get into a little bit of the first game versus the Nationals. Yeah, and before I do, I just I want to touch on that too. Like, I want to I wonder what the uh, stats are for the Cubs uh, in the last. Uh, three or four years, it seems like, maybe even five, of us against the Reds. And I feel like usually it's more um, more of us struggling at home against them. Uh, it's typically typically what happens. Um, but I feel like the, the numbers have to show that as well because both you and I um, know that this trend with the Cubs against the Reds is kind of something that's uh, been something to watch the last few years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree. Um, something else to mention too. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast right now, you know who Chili Davis is. And Chili Davis signed with the Mets this off season to be their hitting coach. Um, and it is just really interesting to me how bad. I mean, the Mets were good for about the first 25 games, scoring runs. Um, I don't want to get too off topic here, but they were they've been. Mm-hmm. For the last 19 innings um, in the Marlins series, they were swept by the Marlins, first of all. Um, and then they had 19 scoreless innings. Um, well, they didn't have – they got shut out with 19 straight innings. Um, so, right. I mean, Chile, I, I don't do – I have no idea what that guy's doing in the MLB still. Um, and yeah, overall – I was watching that game earlier uh, today. And more – it was more of yesterday's game I was watching. Um, when I tweeted, or sorry, not tweeted, when I posted about, on my story about the NLEs, uh, yeah, that division totally has gone quiet ever since the hot start from the Mets. Yeah, um, and something else, Benson just texted us too. I don't know if you've seen this, Thomas, but um, 
the Cubs are 24 and 17 in the last 50, 41 games against the Reds, um, and they're 9 and 15 in their last 24 games um, against Cincinnati. So um, there you go. Yeah, they always play tough games um, against us, and that just keeps showing. Um, there's no, I mean, there's no easy wins in this division. Um, whenever there's a division game, you know that you have to watch um, because it's never a guaranteed win. Absolutely. So I'm going to get into the game one of the uh, current series against the Nationals, and this featured just a bloodbath by the Cubs. Um, but to be honest, it wasn't uh, totally all about the offense all day. The Cubs scored 11 runs in the last three innings. Uh, this included Chris Bryant's crazy uh, three-run game. That's his second uh, career three-home run game. That's also he's also the second player in the MLB to homer in the same game of the in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Um, so I thought those were some cool stats. Uh, but there were six home runs in uh, Friday's victory as Albert Almora also homered. Uh, this is the this is the home run I was talking about. Uh, it wasn't game three of the Reds. It was game one against the Nationals. He totally smoked that ball. Um, and then, obviously, Chris Bryant's three home runs. Kyle Schwarber hit a sixth homer. And then Wilson Contreras threw a cherry on top in the ninth with a two-run homer to score Javier Baez. Uh, El Mago also added his 16th double of the season. Uh, pitching for the Cubs in this one, Hamilton with five innings, seven uh, hits allowed two earned runs, three walks and five strikeouts as he sits at 3.13 ERA. Um, I also want to mention that Hamels is 4-0 on the season, uh, and Edwards did come out. He earned his second hold after blowing Tuesday's game, uh, and Mike Montgomery with two innings to close it out did allow two earned runs, so not the best outing for him. But this one was highlighted, Max, all about the offense, uh, 18 hits, 14 runs off of 18 hits. The Nationals did have 15 hits as well and six runs as they weren't quiet uh, offensively. But for the Cubs to come here and uh, beat Max Scherzer, even though it necessarily wasn't uh, Max Scherzer they were beating, uh, as he only allowed uh, three earned runs, it was it was good. To, it was promising to see on a night that we didn't expect a whole lot from the offense. Yeah, um, definitely. I just want to touch too on Max Scherzer. Um, he walked four guys that day. Um, not yep. normal from him. Um, and his ERA too is up to three point seven two. So, um, tough start for him this season. Definitely. I, I don't. I don't have anything else to add on to this one, uh, Max. So, if you want to get into yesterday's loss, uh, go ahead. Okay. So the Cubs lost five to two. Um, a tough game overall. Lester struggled. Um, he only went four and a third, giving up ten hits and five earned runs. Um, only one walk and three Ks. Um, he did give up a homer as well, but his ERA did only go up to 2.09. So, um, I mean, that's a little, uh, I mean, encouraging or whatever, if you want to call it. But uh, right. Steven Strasburg dominated us yesterday. He went eight innings pitched, um, only one earned run, um, two runs given up, though. Um, he struck out seven. Um, and once again, just a tough day from the offense. Um, I mean, they overall just looked really slow. Um, and then one of the runs was from, um, or both, no, just one. Uh, David Bodie hit a solo homer um, in the top of the sixth. And then um, Edison, or Jason Hayward also scored in the top of the fifth. Um, I mean, and the Cubs were um, down early too. They were down um, 4 nothing, um after the third. So, 
I mean, what I've noticed so far this season is that if we can't score early or if we can't really get anything going early, um, our confidence level just seems to go down more. I mean, we've definitely had some um, good late-inning comebacks, but, I mean, for all the games that we haven't scored um, many runs in, it just, like, it just seems like there's no hit. It's not like that we're leaving guys on base. It's just we can't get guys on base. Um, so, I mean, we can't win ball games if we can't um, get guys, uh, have guys score. So, um, overall, just a tough day. Um, but we're looking to win tonight, too. Um, Thomas, I know we were talking a little bit before the podcast. Um, this would be a really disappointing loss if we were to lose. Um, we're, we're currently up 6-5 to five, um, in the top of the eighth. Um, at one point, we're up 4 to four to nothing and 6-1, to one too. Um, but Anthony Rendon did hit a three-run homer to put Washington back in it, and then Howie Kendrick with a solo homer um, to make it only a one-run ball game. Um, but overall, pretty um, pretty good night from Jason Hayward so far, who's at the plate right now. Um, he's two for three with two runs scored, and Albert Almora too, two for two um, with two runs and a walk. Um, overall, pretty good night. Um, so far, Almora has two doubles as well too. Those are two. Oh, doubles. they're two doubles. Wow. I I haven't been able yeah. to watch so. And uh, I also want to mention that even though it is uh, six to five and the Cubs are only up by one run. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was honestly great tonight in a in a sense because he hit a brick wall in the sixth inning. But up until that, uh, he didn't allow a run to the fifth inning. Uh, he was working in the sixth inning at only, I think it was like 62 pitches at a point. Um, I don't know if he entered the sixth at 62. It, might, it was probably even lower. I just remember seeing in the ticker uh, at a point. My photographic memory remembered that uh, 62 pitches in the sixth, but he finished five and two-thirds with six hits. Obviously, the four earned runs piled up with three and six, um, but still a season ERA of 3.21, and uh, like we mentioned, Hendricks came into this start uh, with his three previous May starts with an ERA of 0.36, um, and other than that, the bullpen has been pretty good. Uh, Xavier Cedeno did give up a hit, didn't record an out, but Steve Fischek, uh recorded that out to get out of last inning. Um, right now, like Max mentioned, uh, the Cubs are are leading 6-5. to five, And uh, speak of the devil, Albert Almora just had another uh, hit. It was a little bloop single off Trey Turner's glove. Um, at least I believe it'll be a single. Oh, no, yeah. The official score ruling is pending. Um, but the Cubs have a man on in the eighth, up a run. And, Max, uh, before I stop, I want to say one more thing. Uh, like you said, it would be a terrible game to lose because uh, with what we've already had to deal with this week and dropping the series to the Reds um, and after winning the first game of that series and then winning the first game of this series, uh, for us to drop the last two games of both series this week and finish two and four on the week, it would be an absolute disappointment, even though we'd still lead by half a game in the division. The Cubs really want to win this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, and something else to mention, too. Um, Victor Caratini is back. He was activated off of the DL um, sometime earlier this week. I don't remember the exact day. Um, but just wanted to say that um, he had a great start to the season. Um, and I think 
we all hope that uh, we can see more of that from him. Yeah, let's just not let us not forget uh, Taylor Davis's run with the Cubs. Uh, hopefully, I like to see Taylor Davis uh, come up again. But uh, we're going to get into this Marlins catch ad, and then uh, we're going to close it out with some NL Central news and notes for the last ten minutes. In this week's episode of the Marlins Catch, we will be discussing the eighth series against the Rays and the Mets and how we looked in that series. We will also be discussing the eighth weekly season awards for the eighth week of baseball. With Sandy Alcantara throwing a complete game shutout against the Mets and the Marlins picking up their first series sweep of the new year, we will be talking about how we pitched and how the Marlins looked in that series coming off three straight wins. You don't want to miss that right here on the Marlins Catch Podcast tomorrow. Back into the 20th episode of the Ivy uh, here on May 19th, and uh, we're going to get into the Pirates uh, last week of games. And uh, before I break the bench, I'm just going to go over uh, what the Pirates did this week. Uh, they had a three-game series in Arizona. They lost uh, game one. They ended up winning game two to force a rubber match, but lost a rubber match 11-1 to one on Wednesday. And then uh, they had a four-game weekend series in San Diego. They were out west this week. Um, they actually lost game one, but are now currently on a three-game win streak after today's 6-4 to four victory. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates right now uh, currently are two and a half games back. Obviously, that will change in the next 30 minutes when the uh, Cubs game goes final, uh, if they win or lose either way. Um, but uh, two and a half games back, sitting at a record of 24-20. and 20. Uh, Benson, I'm going to bring you on. Uh, what did you see this last week of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates? Yeah, it's been a, a interesting week to say the least. They uh they really struggled in Arizona, the team that's really beaten them up all year, one and six against them in the season series. But then they went into San Diego and they took care of business. It was a terrible loss in game one. Uh they had a two one lead going into the sixth, but uh ended up blowing it. And the last three games have been sort of vintage Pirates wins this year, uh winning by close margins on the back of good pitching. And actually yesterday, the Pirates, for the first time in franchise history, tried out the opener strategy, and it worked extremely well as they, uh, they came with a victory. So overall, good week for the Pirates, and they're trending in the right direction. Just need to get healthy and get some of their guys off the injury list. Something else um, to mention, too. Matt, go ahead, Matt. You go ahead. Uh, Kyle Schwarber just hit um, a single. Um, it's now first and third with two outs, um, and I believe Chris Bryan is up to bat. Um, and speaking of Kyle Schwarber, we've got Kyle from Chicago um, wanting to talk Kyle Schwarber right now. Kyle, can you hear us? Yep. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, so I wanted to uh, ask your guys' thoughts because um, Kyle Schwarber has been our leadoff man for the past four games. Um, and he seems to be doing a pretty good job, um, in my opinion, uh, working good at bats, taking walks. He just singled there and he homered the other night. So uh, I wanted to know what you guys thought about him being a possible uh, solution to our problem uh, at the leadoff spot, at least for now. Um, and, yeah, overall, what you guys thought about uh, what he's been doing. Um, I'll start off. Um, I think I kind of like the idea. Um, I mean, after um, 2016, after the horrific injury, um, he was back in 2017, and I know um, the idea was for him to lead off, um, and I'm kind of happy that Joe has put him um, back into the situation of him possibly being a leadoff man. Um, 
and personally, I like it. Um, I like what he's done at the plate, like you said. Um, he's having good at bats. Um, like you said, the homer the other day, the single just now. Um, so I mean, especially, I mean, if we can have a guy like Kyle Schwarber, who can get on base, um, thirty-seven percent of the time, um, and you're in front of Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javi Baez, um, I mean, that's just over. That's going to be a huge add to this team. I mean, if he can bat lead off, and I mean, if he can get on base. 37%, 38% of the time, like I said, um, that would be a huge add, um, just to the lineup and the game itself. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Uh, going off of what Max said, we saw that in the 14-6 to victory on Friday night, Kyle Schwarber went one for three with three runs scored, three walks, only one strikeout and two RBI from the two-run homer. I also want to mention... That two-run homer can a 13-pitch at-bat from Kyle Schwarber. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet, uh, I don't know, Max, if you posted it, but I posted a video of it. It was 13 pitches. Okay, to hit a home run on a 13-pitch at-bat, or I should say after a 13-pitch at-bat, is unheard of. Um, so, for me, seeing what I've seen so far, uh, yes, there's been 04 games already. Uh, there's been a couple games where he, he just really hasn't done all, all too much. Um, but to see, you know, games like stat lines with three walks and then uh, a two-run home run, a 13-pitch at bat in one game, uh, right now I think he's the solution, Kyle. Yeah, I would agree All with right. that for your uh, thoughts. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Uh, we actually only have five minutes left, um, but thanks for calling, Kyle. Uh, we hope you we see you next week. Yeah, thanks. Guys. All right. So uh, now we're going to, since we are done uh, with that and we're done with Benson's thoughts on the Pirates, Max, do you have anything else to add on the Pirates before we get into the Cincinnati Reds? Please? Thomas, we do have uh, one other guy. We have Hugh from Alabama calling, wanting to talk um, about Lester's success as of lately. Um, Hugh, can you hear us? Uh, yeah. How you doing? Uh, good. Good. tonight. <laughs> okay, so what do you want to say? Talk about? Oh um, uh, yeah, so uh, I just really want to talk about how John Lester has really just turned it up this year, and even though he's getting older, he honestly looks at the best as he's been so far in a Cubs uniform at this moment. <clears throat> Aside from his last start, obviously, where he looked a little shaky. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like you said, he's looked great. Um, so far throughout the whole start of the season, really. Um, like you said, a little shaky start, um, yesterday was it, I believe, or maybe two days ago, whatever day it was. Um, I mean, he's been pretty well to start the season, um, but I could say the same thing about last year. Um, so it might be a little shaky or it might, I mean, we probably will see regression from him, um, eventually sometime throughout the season. Um, I mean, I would be, um, ecstatic if he could keep up um, how he's pitching right now the whole season. But um, overall, I just don't really see it as a possibility. Um, but, yeah, he has been really good so far to start the season. Yeah. So my thoughts, um, the key thing with Lester is just keep him healthy. Uh, we saw that fit earlier this year uh, when he got injured. 
Um, I think Lester, at this point in his career, uh, he's a veteran guy that's in a groove. Um, and, yes, he did give up the 10 hits uh, yesterday, along with the five earned runs and four and a third innings. But uh, you look before that, uh, six and two-thirds, six innings, seven innings of, you know, zero-run ball, one-run one ball. So, uh, Tom Lester so far definitely has been impressive. Uh, I think uh, I agree with Max. The regression will hit a little bit because of a uh, 2.09 unsustainable ERA compared to a career average 3.47. So, the numbers like a SWIP and his X um, those those numbers will come down a little bit. But um, as of right now, I uh, can't complain with, with, with what you've seen from Lester. All right. So thank you, Hugh, uh, for calling in. Um, and, Matt, since we're basically out of time here, we're not going to be able to get into the Reds a whole lot. But um, do you want to talk a little bit? Let, let, let's talk a little bit about them. Uh Obviously, uh, we don't have to go into too much depth about them beating the Cubs in a three-game series, um, but they then lost to the Dodgers. Uh, they lost two out of three. They actually forced a rubber match uh, for today's game, but they lost eight to three. What have you seen from the Reds, Max? I know we talked a little bit about uh, the, the uh, record for the Cubs against the Reds in the last 24 games, but uh, it seems like they always give the Cubs a good game. Yeah, um, I mean, for the last place, um, team in the division. Um, they've been pretty well so far to start the season. Um, 21 and 26 record um, compared to uh, the Cubs' highest in the division at 26 and 17. Um, and really, I mean, I'm not going to say only, um, but they are seven games back in the division. Um, I don't, I don't, I bet they'll be there the rest of the season. Um, but there's been many positive signs um, with the Reds. They've got a plus 24 run differential. Um, and their expected win-loss, too, is 26-21, and 21, um, which would put them in second, right under – or no, third, sorry, um, just above the Pirates in St. Louis, um, which is pretty interesting to me. I always like looking at um, different stats like that. Um, so just interesting how, um, how all of that works. Um, so, I mean, the Reds, just overall, they've had a pretty good start to the season, um, but I would guess um, – I'd guess that the – offense would heat up a little bit more and the pitching would most likely cool down. Yeah, and I also want to mention one more thing before we get out of here, Max. Um, Nick Senzel is a name to watch uh, for any of you fans uh, that watched the three-game series against the Reds. Uh, this is a guy that's got speed. Uh, he's got power. I think he's going to be a very good young hitter and a good player for the Reds in the future. So just watch out for that game around the Central. But with that, Max, that's going to wrap up our 20th episode of the Ivy podcast here on May 19th. We look forward to seeing you guys next week for what is unfortunately, like I said before, uh, going to be Max and I's last podcast together. We'll make sure it's a good last one uh, on May 26th for our 21st episode. Uh, that comes a look to win these next two series with the Phillies and Reds. Specific time for next week's podcast will to be determined, but as always, Max and I will let you know via our Instagrams. Max is at Wrigley News. Mine is at the Cubs Wave. Uh, what time that will be at uh, Go Cubs Go, and we hope you guys have a relaxing rest of your Sunday night and a great week. Thanks, guys.
The Ivy is produced by Benson Fector. The Ivy is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. For more of the Ivy content, be sure to head over to our website at baseballpodcastnet.com. Make sure to give our hosts a follow on Instagram, Thomas, at the Cubs Wave, and Max, at Wrigley News. Follow the official Baseball Podcast Network social media accounts, Instagram, at Baseball Podcast Net, Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Ivy. We'll see you next time.